0: Hey, Camp Pros. Today we talk about camp magic, and Matt tries to expose me for wearing a diaper as I try to convince you that lying to your campers is sometimes okay.
1: Okay, we're just kidding. Well, kind of. Tune into this episode to hear 14 plus tips on creating magical and memorable camp experiences for campers so they are dying to come back next year. Welcome to First Class Counselors.
0: This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Hello, camp pros. This is Oliver Greeken, summer camp professional.
1: And I'm Matt Hansberger, Executive Producer of Podcasting at GoCamp Pro, and welcome to First Class Counselors.
0: This is a series for camp directors to give to their counselors as they hire and prepare them for the upcoming summer.
1: That's right. As we always say, for, the, for two seasons and one episode now, that great camp directors know that our counselors have the key to campers coming back. And if we can equip them with those superhero all-star camp staff skills, then those campers are going to come back year after year. And that's why we're here on First Class Counselors.
0: So thank you for tuning into the show. We're here to cover one specific topic and cover the essentials as fast as we can.
1: It's the need-to-knows.
0: They can't go without.
1: The fundamentals
0: the basics. So you might be wondering, what are we talking about today? Do you ever wonder why some counselors are next level? You could almost say that they're first class. How do they create these wondrous moments and stories that campers remember for years to come? How do they make stargazing absolutely incredible, make cabin cleaning an event to look forward to or theme days completely immersive in the industry? We call it camp magic. When talking to others, we tell stories, give examples, or use more understandable language. So today, we're defining camp magic and sharing ways to be magical. I like to say that we're in the memory-making business. What can you do to make sure that campers remember their experience at camp?
1: That's right. And I, I think that it's just essential that we start off by talking about what is camp magic, because like you said, Oliver, it's a bit of an insider language for us in the industry. People don't really understand what camp magic is, and that's because that is what camp magic is. Do you know how you always, like, if you talk to somebody who's never been to camp before, you're like, okay, I've got to stop explaining this. You really just got to be there to understand it. That, like That's what camp magic is.
0: Yeah, it's our shorthand. I can't tell you how many conferences or camp professionals or places I've been where we've talked about camp, and oh yeah, it's just the magic. That's such a phrase we use all the time because it is so much easier to say than what we're gonna cover in this episode and all the things that we have or will cover when talking about first class counselors.
1: Right, and so we're going to kind of dissect it a little bit and talk about um, what what goes into Camp Magic and some pro tips from our years in the industry. Um, but in terms of covering the basics, there's I think of Camp Magic as kind of like, two sides. There's the physical side of Camp Magic, and that is costumes, characters, dress up, sessions, um, all of those things that are going to be memorable um, for kids that they would like actually talk to their parents about. So when they go home and their their caregivers at home say, what did you do at camp? They're going to be like, oh my god, I went into the dining hall and it was completely dressed up as Harry Potter. I put my sorting hat on and I, and I was part I'm, I'm totally Hufflepuff. That's great. I didn't think I was Hufflepuff, but I love Hufflepuff. Go Hufflepuff and they do their chant. Like That's Camp magic in the physical sense. And usually that involves, um, I think of it like a sensory experience, right? We're engaging their sight, smell, taste, um, touch, sight, smell, taste, touch. What's the other one? Hearing sound. Yeah. It involves all of those things, which gives them that A memorable experience. And also, I think there's the metaphysical side of Camp Magic. And that's like the internal feelings that camp gives you. And that happens through the conversations and um, feeling included and feeling loved. And there's that side of Camp Magic too. And so we're going to talk a lot about the physical side of things in this episode, um, because that's what you as a counselor will be able to do more of. But the metaphysical side is usually what's in the culture of the camp and that's what you as a counselor can support
0: yeah i i think that's really important you know we talk about this memorable experience that's coming from it but this idea of physical versus you know metaphysical i guess is what you're saying where it's kind of that unexplained feeling and i think that also comes from the environment something we'll talk about a little bit today is it the fact that their mentors are within 10 years of their age—I know that's something that Dr. G has talked about on our show—and just around, you know, you're learning from someone who is a role model but not an old fogey, uh, which really helps in your growth and development as a kid. And you know, you don't get that in school, you don't get that in sports, you don't get that in other places. You can get that at camp. You have those people around you who are being mentors for you, yeah. and that really helps in one dimension. The other thing that I like to say with Camp Magic is. Camp magic happens when the basics are covered. That's something that's always been really important for a first-class counselor. You know, camp is not a lot of fun when your camper or you are dehydrated, sunburnt, in a dirty cabin covered in mosquito bites. You can't go to the next level with your campers if you or them are out of commission. Mm -hmm. So next level is taking these things into consideration when thinking about your day. So think about shade, think about access to water, make sure your backpack has all the necessary tools and equipment that you're gonna need for the day. Uh, And then most importantly, as a counselor, you need to have a problem solving brain. You know, how am I going to continue making this moment magical for my campers by taking care of their needs essentially right off of the bat, so.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point.
0: Yeah, I think those are all super important things. And we wanna break into just some tips today about things that you can do or areas that you can look at in your daily camp day that will help you become more camp magical or create some more wonder in those moments that campers are you know, having big moments. So uh, Matt, do you want to kick us off with our, your first kind of tip?
1: Yeah, we're going to try and get, what, 14 tips in? That's a lot of camp magic in one episode. And it'll probably be more because we'll remember more as we go, as per usual. But uh, yes, I will certainly kick it off. And this is definitely one of those physical camp magic things and something that I loved to do as a camp staff, still love even as a camp director, Um, that is characters and costumes. And when you can dress up and be a new character, that is... Uh, One of the easiest ways to jump those kids into a magical world, those campers and, um, what I would say about that is that you want to commit to that character and that costume. So even, and when I say commit, I don't, I don't mean that your costume has to be the most like extensive thing. And your character has to have the weirdest accent or way they move, but whoever you are, commit to that character. There is nothing worse than uh, when you like are in the middle of the dining hall being this elaborate character. And then they like take off their wig and they're like, okay, and now it's time for the announcements for the rest of the day. I, I swear, I don't threaten people ever, but listeners, if you are a counselor listening to this and you do that, I will find the camp that you work at and come down and I will remind you of this lesson. Commit to that character until you leave the dining hall, until you are out of eyesight of all of the kids, don't change out of your costume. Don't break that character in front of them. Even the older kids, I think some people think it's going to feel silly, but even the older kids will buy into it. Little kids really will, but the older kids will still buy into it if you commit to that character. And my favorite tip here is to get um, a coworker in on it. So if Oliver's my co-counselor and I leave to go become um, Mr. Swashbuckling Pirate and then I I am in character and I leave the dining hall, get changed and come back, Oliver's like, hey, Matt, where'd you go? I was like, I'm sorry. You know, I really had to go to the bathroom and I wasn't feeling well. So I went to see the nurse. He's like, well, I'm glad you're back. Good to see you. And the kid's like, Matt, you were the pirate. And Oliver's like, guys, Matt, Matt is not a pirate. He can't be a pirate. And just getting that like fun you know, dynamic into it can help you really commit and help commit those campers to that magical world.
0: Yeah. Uh, you had two tips in one. I think uh, the secret, give my co-, co an alibi tip.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, always,
0: yeah. Be, always be covering them. Uh, I always think that's really important. You give that camp magic alive. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to kind of go in the same category as you were talking about costumes, right? Mm. So a is just have a costume, right? Yeah. In the giant scheme of things, if your camp has a theme, even if it's not part of your camp culture yet to have costumes where I've definitely talked to camp pros where they're like, you know, my camp doesn't really dress up on theme days, dress up anyways, Mm -hmm. you know, be the weird kind of counselor who does that. And, you know, if you're an outlier, we all know that outliers are typically noticed much better than the common points. So you're going to be seen right there. And then if you're wearing the kilt, if you're wearing a Scooby-Doo costume, if you're in the inflatable dinosaur running around with the little arms, you're going to get noticed. And those create memories right off the bat. You're also moving a culture forward where, you know, maybe the next theme day, somebody else is going to come with a costume. So I think that's really important. Uh, But the thing that I also want to emphasize is think about how you're going to go about dressing up. This can be really useful. So, you know, you go to the local CVS or dollar store and you can buy a pack of adult diapers. Every single one of your friends can become a crew from the Rugrats, the crew from the Rugrats. You know, someone can be Tommy, someone can be Angelica, you know, the twins can show up. uh, The whole crew can be there ready to go. And that was a pack of adult diapers and a blue t-shirt. You're good to go. Uh, And it's so simple sometimes to try and think of these costumes too much that sometimes you just got to take it back a notch and say, all right, What's the easiest costume I can do or what is something I already have that I can put into use to make this costume happen? Uh, a trip to Goodwill or a trip to your parents' closet. That's not to be offensive to parents out there, but you know, a trip to those kind of old-timey clothes can sometimes help. I know that I have a rain jacket that I stole from my mother that is now my inspector gadget, you know, jacket if I ever need it or my, yeah. you know, Sherlock Holmes jacket. It's just it is this really old jacket that she didn't care about or use anymore. And it now is a, you know, PI investigator jacket whenever I need one in the short term. So, uh, and on a side note, save some costumes. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I am a camp director now and happy that I have a entire closet full of costumes at the ready. So as time (laughs) has gone on, you can call me up and I'll be ready to go with a themed costume for you.
1: You're ready for Halloween.
0: Of course. Always. (laughs) I I have, you know 10 costumes at the ready so i'm ready for any halloween bash uh, matt what's another tip you got
1: yeah my favorite just one note about costumes one of my favorite things is just asking like getting your camp director or if there's a camp director listening to this episode just ask your community for for things like that um to start building out a costume closet because we're, later on um in this season we're going to talk about um how to affordably be a camp uh, a camp pro or a, a first class counselor um so try to get some of those things Um, from your community members. I know one of the most used costumes, and I'll even say it by me, were some of Beth uh, Topaz Allison. So Beth from, you know, Camp Code, Go Camp Pro fame. She donated all of her bridesmaids' dresses to the costume closet, and those were the most used. Probably more, like, the key demographics that were used were, like, young... Um, like Pee Wee camper girls and the adult men on staff were the two people that use those and like try to fit into those dresses. So like anything can be a costume um, and it's, yeah. And and I like the idea of like reusable costumes too. You're not just like buying things once to throw it away. So good for that thing as well. Yeah, a
0: quick tip for directors while we're in this is Mm -hmm. directors call up costume shops that might be in your area. Uh, If you're in an area that might have a large movie set, uh, they usually will be more lenient towards donating some of the stuff they don't want to keep in their warehouses. Uh, Or also like Matt was just hitting up after prom season is over, there's a lot of leftover dresses that people are just trying to get rid of. Uh, And that's always a really good excuse to get something that, you know, can get into your costume closet and be used at some point for whatever your theme was. And if you're doing that stuff in the fall before maybe you're setting your themes that way, maybe the thing that you get the most costumes for becomes your theme for the next summer. And it's kind of a predeterminate. That's a little one for directors there, but uh, Matt, do you have one for counselors?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, this, this is kind of a, another like character thing and I would give you the tip to exaggerate. And I know that seems like a, a really basic tip, but, it's not something we're all naturally good at. Um, when I teach music lessons on the side is one of my many side gigs. And often when, if you're a musician out there and you want someone to play a a part of the music louder, if it says forte or play loudly, um, sometimes if people are new to instruments, they might be a little timid to play it loudly, or they, they might think it, it's embarrassing. In the same way that if you're a character, if you're supposed to be loud and uh, like boisterous and obnoxious as a character, you have to you have to be that times 10 because of a dining hall. So the tip that I would give you is be more than you think you should. In those music lessons, I, I say to those kids, I want you to play this section of music. The I want you to blow my eardrums out. Play as loud as you can. And often they just play it where I wanted them to. They played as loud as as I wanted to them to do it in the first place. So go times 10. It's I would rather as a camp director, I would rather tell a staff to tone it down than for the kids to miss it because you're too quiet or they they don't buy into the experience because you're not big enough. So exaggerate is my second tip.
0: Yeah. An add-on tip to that is I always see people whenever they get onto stage, they don't have a stage presence. They find a spot and they sit to it. And typically what I'll advise counselors to do is try and work the whole stage and then try and get your fingertip to fingertip. Have your arms spread out like a giant T. And then that way you're using the entirety of your body when you're up there on stage. So if you're screaming, shouting, and being that exaggerant person, it really helps put the stage to life. Yeah. uh, But my next tip is going to be to decorate your cabin. Uh, I see this happened at a lot of camps, they have a theme for the week and each cabin gets their own mini theme on top of it. Sometimes camps don't pick themes for the cabin and counselors can just do it themselves. I know that I've done Peter Pan themes, you know, the, the idea that we're the lost boys and we're never going to grow up has always been a popular one that I've seen, but I've talked about doing a taco themed uh, one on the show before it can really be whatever you want and you can take it to the next level. And to do that, don't think just streamers and posters, right? Don't just think that you should head out to the dollar store or Party Party City and get the cheapest things that you can to just hang up. Because in two, three days with the humidity and the heat of summer, those streamers are going to sag. They're going to rip. They're going to make your cabin kind of look trashy after a few days. Mm -hmm. So really think about ways that you can kind of next level the decorations in your cabin. So one that I really love that I have seen before is we did a Disney theme. The cabin got... uh, the Little Mermaid as their theme. And one of the things the counselors did was they got a cup or a mug from the dining hall and a bunch of forks and they stuck it in there and they put a little card on it that said uh, Dingle Hoppers for combing hair. And if you have ever seen a Little Mermaid, she combs her hair with a fork. And that was a physical decoration that was there. The girls combed their hair with it. The cabin really enjoyed it. And it was another something that added to that theme. Now, of course, there was, you know, the sea blues or sea greens all over the cabin. They really yes. took it to the next level with decorating, but it was something like that, that can stick around. It's there. It's a little bit more permanent and it really does say, Hey, this cabin is Disney theme and it's going to be Disney themed from day one of camp to the last day of camp. And that's something that's really enjoyable. If you want to look for ideas like that, honestly, the best place to go Pinterest, go into Pinterest search, Disney decorations, party ideas, or yeah. Lord of the Rings, or whatever the theme is, yeah. um, take it to the next level. Or just think of things that you use in that theme, right? So like for example, Disney, she uses a fork to comb her hair. You can do the same thing. Uh, and it really does take your cabin from, oh, cool, nothing. Oh, cool welcome poster. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Streamers and some posters on the wall, uh, to oh, cool. This entire cabin is themed to, you know, whatever the theme of the week is. And then lastly, it doesn't have to just be the theme of the week. It can be a theme for you and your co-counselors, right? You can put a bio of yourselves up on the wall. You can have a giant poster. I know we had a great counselor at a camp that I previously worked at and he put up a giant seven foot poster of a baseball player that he really liked that took up pretty much the whole wall. And it was just a really amazing way for him to be like, I'm in a baseball and this guy's my favorite player. And it was really funny because the kids would talk to that poster. Like he was a person (laughs) in the cabin and it was just something that took it to the next level. So think about putting something up on the walls or putting something up in your cabin that makes it look awesome, you know, theme, those bunk tags, whatever it might be. And it really does help. Uh, set the move for what camp's supposed to be.
1: Oh, that's super cool. And I bet you Oliver, because that counselor, the little mermaid counselor was a first class counselor. They totally asked permission before using the mug and the forks from the dining hall first, right?
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. The dining hall manager there, where she was a very big stickler on making sure she didn't lose anything. So whenever you took something, you asked for permission and you made sure it made its way back at the end of the session.
1: Right. Just a good rule in general. For sure. I'm
0: actually pretty sure that the girls got to decorate their dingle hoppers and take them home with them, though. Oh, so uh, cool. Which was really cool. It was just an added thing that they got to do because that's why it sticks out in my memory is because they were able to do that. And it's just an amazing little added memory and a take home item that helps keep that magic alive.
1: And that's like a shout out to the best dining hall managers out there, right? There there are certain ones that are just awesome. And if you as a counselor can make friends with a dining hall manager, you'd be surprised how many awesome like baking sessions or like cool things like that. If you are kind and always scrape your plates the right way and and those kinds of things, you can, you can make a friend and they will help you make magic.
0: Oh yeah. The, The great camps are when everybody on the team, whether it's the program staff, the dining hall manager or the maintenance staff or whoever else is involved in making camp happen understands that they're all part of that experience, right? Everybody has a hand in making campers have an amazing time. Uh, but we'll keep going through our tips. And Matt, can you give us your, your next one?
1: Certainly. I would say um, this, this is a great kind of segue of the like, Keep, keep your coworkers happy as you're creating magic. And one is to, my tip is to respect the schedule, but don't squander an opportunity. Um, and what I mean by that is you could be doing the most magical thing, But if your kids are late for lunch and you haven't told anybody, then you could have a missing camper drill on your hand. Or if you're out in the same thing, if you're out in the middle of the woods and you haven't told people where you're going or, and you're missing the activity, you could be holding the whole camp up while the the all camp game is waiting to happen. So make sure you fall, follow the camp schedule. And when I say don't squander an opportunity I mean, if you think the moment that you think, oh my gosh, this could go for two hours and the kids are gonna like go crazy, that's your time to use your co-counselor to run down and ask the director if you can miss the all camp game. Knowing that the answer could be no, and that's fine, but at least you've given the opportunity to um, extend that magic and you're not hurting the rest of camp. So just keep the rest of camp in mind. And along with not squandering an opportunity, I've seen way too many times Camp staff wait until the very, very last day to do something awesome. And then, A, it's the last day. Why, why aren't you doing things awesome the whole week? Or why not do it on a Wednesday? Um, but, B, if the last day it rains or the program staff surprise camp with something, you know, something fun and all of a sudden you don't have time to do that, then you've missed that opportunity. So, um, respect the schedule. Don't wait. Don't squander an opportunity would be my third. ish tip.
0: There you go. Yeah, we're definitely getting up there with our, with our (laughs) tips. All right. Um, For something that I think is really important and it goes a little bit into that being a character, but I think embracing the weird. Uh, Many people get caught up in themes like star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Disney because uh, they are camp cool. You know, it's really easy to lean into those themes Mm -hmm. But strange at camp works. The weirder something is sometimes the more fun it is. A theme that I really remember enjoying once was everybody was farmers. And as a joke, every family had a backstory. Some of them were uh, dairy farmers or berry farmers. And uh, some were high-end farmers and others were dirty mud farmers. Uh, But it caught fire, right? It was something weird and strange that counselors just went, oh, let's do this. Let's go for it. And the dairy farmers were running around and they were mooing at every single competition because they wanted to call for their cows as backup or have the spirit <laughs> of the cow inside of them. The berry farmers were trying to sell their famous Lindenberry jam to anyone who would take it. And I would get spoonfuls of jam stuffed into my face, you know, <laughs> saying like, hey, you've, you've got to try our, our Lindenberry jam. you got to give it a taste. And Uh, you can definitely do this with any theme that's presented to you. You know, it's that inner joke that you can have with your cabin. Uh, You know, it's sometimes bowing out and not taking the cool uh, path of camp, but taking the original path that maybe others haven't tried before. So if you do get stuck with, and not stuck with, because it's not a bad thing, but if you do have the Star Wars theme, maybe you be the Ewoks, right? The little teddy bears that run around or... Uh, maybe if you're in the Disney th- is the Disney theme, if you can, you find the most obscure Disney movie you can think of. And that's what your cabin is going to be really going home on. Uh, because it makes that inner joke and it makes that embracing of the weird that maybe your cabin didn't expect in the first place. So those are nice little ways to uh, make some magical moments because, you know, everyone remembers you know, Luke Skywalker, but does everyone remember C-3PO? I mean, yeah, they do. C-3PO is pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. but he's not the hero of the story, if you know right. what I mean. So when your cabin becomes the C-3PO cabin, you know, you might become the cool cabin. Yes.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like the going, going for the unique side of things. And I think too often, even in like camp magic and things like programming, like everyone, depending on how your camp and what your policies are around kitchen raids, like everyone does a kitchen raid. Like that's not, it's not unique anymore. Um, We can get into kitchen. I think we I might've ranted about kitchen raids in in a past episode already, but you know, going for that unique thing is great. Um, I would say for my fourth tip, I'll say that, remembering the the metaphysical side of camp magic as well. And that magic comes in the conversations and the connections of how we make kids feel while they're at camp. And that is uh, by truly recognizing either something unique about a camper or a connection that you have between the two of you, um, or making them making sure they feel included or that they're making new friends. Because that the magic is something that they can't necessarily get while they're not at camp. We don't know what their home lives are like, so the best if we can give them the best camp opportunity we can, then that camp then camp becomes a magical place for them in and of itself. And to tie uh, this like kind of metaphysical thing to something physical. One of the things that we made the requirements when I was at Pierce was that you can decorate your your cabin however you want, but every single door needed to have, they need to have door tags on them. So on the door, you just need to have their names on an individual tag. And that could be theme related. So if it was Little Mermaids, you could have different like coral with their, with their names on it or something like that. But to say like, this is this person's cabin, and they then, as soon as they see that door, it's theirs. They feel welcome and feel included in that. And that kind of camp magic doesn't come from dollar stores. It doesn't come from CVS's, um, dollaramas, as we call them here in Canada. Um, it comes from the way that you are every single day with your campers.
0: No, yeah, exactly. It's it, you know, camp is so much that metaphysical, like, like we talked about at the very beginning of the show. Uh, for me, my next a little tip in something I think I've definitely talked about before is the inner secret or the inner mission of your camper or your cat or your cabin. Right. So this could be a mystery that you need to solve. I have always really enjoyed that where, you know, what's the secret, um, what's the secret of the camp director. Right. So like one time I was a robot for a bunch of girls and I think I've talked about this before as well. And it was all about I never slept. And if I was on low battery, I would have to charge myself. So one time, the cabin snuck down and saw me, you know, putting a charger in my ear so that it looked like I was charging. And I every (laughs) single day, I would have a red button painted on the back of my neck that said on off, um, so that I could be turned on and off because I was a robot. And we were keeping that secret from all the campers. And uh, it was a lot of fun for me as a camp director because it got me involved with kids, uh, but also it was a lot of fun for my, you know, for the campers. They got really involved in it and really enjoyed it. And, you know, they would take an entire you know hour and a half for their cabin challenge and spy on me, try and figure out where I was, what I was doing. And I still have this book that they made that was proving that I was a robot that they then, you know, stood in front of camp and said, we would like to prove that Oliver is a robot. (laughs) Here are the reasons why.
1: Um, Oh, That's awesome.
0: And I think that's just such an amazing thing that you can do where they, this cabin knows something nobody else does, or this cabin um, is trying to figure something out that isn't part of the core curriculum of camp, right? It's not just going to archery or it's not just going to boating. It's, you know, there's a secret treasure that's hidden on camp or there is a bowling alley under the dining hall, or, uh, there's a secret snack drawer that's kept in the dining hall that, you know, you got to break into and get the code for. And it's, you know, it's creating a little bit extra magic, but it's coming from that inner, It's just us, you guys. It's just us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it creates that connection. Uh, I know of a great story that another camp professional talks about Scott Arizona. He talked about how he did a treasure hunt, right. And uh, eventually they found a treasure chest and inside that treasure chest, they all became part of the, the wolf pack. Um, And, you know, he ran into one of those campers 10, 15 years later, and they told him how he was a member of the wolf pack and it, You know, that's that inner magic. That's that inner secret. That's that um, little group that makes them a little bit tighter. And uh, you can also, the, yeah, the previous speaker at the ACA Tri-State, her book is all about I'm trying to remember her name and her book right off the cuff right now. And Priya Parker,
1: of- Priya Parker, the art of gathering.
0: There we go. Priya yeah. Parker, the art of gathering. She does talk about this, about how when a group forms, they form based off of a common similarity that they have, They that they connect over that point. And if you as a counselor can give them that connection point, it really helps with creating that magic.
1: Well, I'll throw in, there's a nice like PDF kind of summary of of Priya's uh, things when it comes to like how to create uh, an intentional and awesome gathering, I'll throw that in the show notes um, for you to check out. Oliver, can you leave that uh, note on the Google doc for me, please? Will do. Thank you, sir. I'll jump into my next tip while you're doing that. Um, And I think giving kids choice is something that I believe in so, so strongly. And so if the most opportunities that we can give kids choice and help them design some of that experience, I think can be a great little Hack for getting them excited about, um, excited and, and make your program memorable. So I kind of, I, I recently just finished uh, a Dungeons, my first ever Dungeons and Dragons campaign um, with uh, a couple camp professionals, and we did what's called Kids on Bikes. And the Kids on Bikes model um, was very much like we kind of designed it as we went. And then Nick, as our, our GM or our DM, just kind of like created the world and still got us where we wanted to go, but we really got to choose along the way. Um, So if you can do that in your programming and give kids choice to help build the magic, then that can be a great little tip um, for making it memorable. And you can still do it. You can still get from your your cabin to the beach, but the kids can decide how to get there. And they can decide like what if you're secret agents and trying to sneak from place to place, they can be the leader and just like – you know, where's the video surveillance system that you all need to avoid and how do you need to do that? Um, that'd be a great, I would love that. I would do that as an adult and I would love it. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, my next uh, tip here is uh, your talent. It may seem cheesy and it definitely is when you look at those camp counselors who walk around with a ukulele or a guitar or fiddlesticks or a hacky stack or, you know, uh, drawing chart where they can pull out and just draw on the spot these things kind of sometimes put that counselor in a box like that's the artsy counselor or that's the sportsy counselor and yes granted if it's something that counselor enjoys that's the box they fit in sometimes obviously they're a person and can divulge from that but it's also important that they have something that they can entertain their campers with at any time Right? It's just saying, hey, I'm always open to do something. I'm always open to try something, have some fun with you. Some other ones that I've seen are counselors have just a ball, like a soccer ball or a football that they like to have in their backpack, a deck of cards, whether it's playing cards like 52 cards with hearts, spades, and clubs, and diamonds, or trading cards, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. These are things that kids enjoy, and if your counselor has them, you can always be playing. Uh, I knew a great counselor who had a book of short stories, and they would have that, and during free times, they would literally go to a spot and start reading aloud, and kids would gather, sit down, and just listen to them read, because they were such a great interactive reader. Uh, These are such good things, and yeah, it does seem cheesy at times to be the book counselor, or to be the you know, ukulele counselor, whatever it might be. But it's also really cool. You become an awesome counselor. So if you're a first time counselor, and you're looking at some of these counselors, they have them because it works, it makes them a better counselor, it makes them a first class counselor. And that's what's really great about it. So even if you don't have a talent, find something you want to try and learn. And that's also something that you can teach campers, you can say I wanted to learn how to blank this summer, I wanted to learn how to uh, hacky sack or juggle and Guess what? Kids learn right next to you.
1: That's great. Cool. All right, my next tip is to be and teach the "just say yes" mentality. Right? There's that the classic stand up uh, stand up comedy rule is to say yes to everything. And again, going with giving kids choice. Um, if you can do that and say yes to whatever is going on, and if you can embrace that with your cabin as a whole, then they're more likely to go along with things. And a way that you can practice this is you can, if you have maybe 10 minutes as a, like some downtime transition time, you can play the game. Yes. let with your cabin. And basically you just stand in a circle and one kid says, We are all dinosaurs, and the whole cabin together says yes, let's. And then everyone is a dinosaur for, and you can count to ten seconds, and you bring them back. And the next kid says, now we're dinosaurs on skateboards, and you can add to it. But the point is, you say yes, let's to everything, and you know sometimes kids might take that as an opportunity to do something a little offside, but you can redirect it and bring it back, and still say yes, let's, Uh, and that will help them be more on board with those kind of either the weird choices or just other people taking on leadership and how buy them into that magical world.
0: Yeah. I love. Yes. I I call it. Yes. And because I come from an improv background, which is how we practice it. But I, I love it because you know, it opens you up for anything and it opens your uh, cabin to start doing, you know, your kids just say, saying, Oh yeah, let's do it. You know, it just breeds off of it, which is phenomenal.
1: Sorry. Pause for a second. Do you do improv Oliver?
0: I have done improv. I've also done things like stand up comedy. I used to be quite
1: a funny guy. So you're still a funny guy. But for, so there's two things that one, I need to see a video of A, you doing stand up comedy. And B, I think the Rugrats costume, it sounds like you were a part of that. And I would like photo evidence. And maybe our listeners would too. If you want photo evidence or video evidence of either of these things, email me, matt at gocamp.pro, and maybe uh, we can petition Oliver to do it.
0: I thankfully do not have a picture of myself as Ugh. a Rugrats um, character, uh, but if enough people email you, maybe uh, I'll if, just dress up. If this work.
1: episode gets a thousand downloads, Oliver will dress up in a blue T-shirt and adult diaper.
0: Yeah, his I'll put words, a, not a, mine. A Little cap on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my next tip is making it a story. I think this is really important. Whenever you're trying to get your campers into something, it's Making sure that there's something that has a driving force to it. So uh, Matt talked a little earlier about giving an alibi to your counselor when they walk away. And those are mini stories that you can have. I think that's phenomenal. Uh, But also having a bigger story for your cabin, you know. And developing these stories is not as hard as you might think. Um, A really easy way to do this is if you've ever been an English major uh, or you've just cared about uh, writing fiction or story writing. Uh, you can use person-verse, which is such an amazing way. So you say person-verse-person or person-verse-environment or person-verse-society or person-verse-nature or person-verse-superior-being or Mm. person versus self Uh, There's a lot of different ones. I think I just hit the seven core ones. But this is a way that you can come up with a story kind of on the spot or, you know, to work into your theme for the week, you know, have something that you're working against have that conflict that your campers want to defeat or overcome it's such a great way to give a driving force to something that allows your campers to have an extra phenomenal experience you know if your answer is just cuz then you're not going to get the <laughs> same response from your campers as no we have to fight this person because this superior being is going to eliminate all of the trash that is uh, in the cans of camp and going to throw it all over the place and litter and create this dirty environment that we all have to live in and cause global warming, you know, that's riffing it. But for some reason it just works with kids and they just start going, man, trash all over camp. That would be awful. I don't want to have to pick that up. Um, So they want to, you know, step up and take the next step. So make it a story, make it something believable. Uh, that or even unbelievable, and your kids will remember it even better
1: yeah that's great i I remember reading um, I was doing some marketing work, and I was reading about how to use stories as part of your marketing, and I think it totally applies here i 'll post an article in the the show notes about stories and the the seven common story archetypes and how the it's about marketing but i think for you as a counselor this is totally a great way to build those compelling narratives and themes so the article talks about um overcoming the monster rags to riches the quest voyage and return comedy tragedy rebirth all of these are stories to integrate into your camp programs or um you know camp directors listening into your marketing for sure. But for a counselor, even like I said, from point a to point B rags to riches, you can totally make that happen for 10 minutes and kids will kind of buy into that story. And it, I I like what you said, Oliver, that just because not good enough, not, not for first class counselors. That's for sure. Um, Okay. Last tip for me. uh, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. This is great. Last tip is just remembering that magic is all around us in nature. Um, And I think a a big part of that is just helping kids be curious and ask questions when it comes to nature. And there's a great uh, resource and, and kind of philosophy of teaching kids outside called Coyote Mentoring. And a big part of that is actually not answering kids' questions, but getting them to ask more questions. So if they're looking at a moth and they're like, okay, well, what color you ask them what color is the moth and they say oh it's brown and you say okay why might it be brown and they say i don't know but like okay well how does this help them or those kinds of things and getting them to be curious and for me i have a really strong connection with nature and i think that's because at camp my counselors often push me to not just know the name of uh, an eastern white pine tree but knowing that an eastern white pine tree is one of the best climbing trees so that and me now as an adult i walk through the forest and i see the low kind of dead branches of an eastern white pine i know it's that not because i just learned it out of a textbook it's because i've climbed them before
0: there you go uh my last one is time off or responsibilities are an illusion they don't exist um <laughs> i know that at some camps uh, it sometimes it's a very visual thing and a very spoken thing that counselors take time off and i'm totally fine, fine. If a camper is coming up to you and be like, are you going on time off? You can be honest with them. You can say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break, mm-hmm. but it's important that your campers don't think that they are the stress. They are what causes you to need time off that it, time off. And the responsibilities of being a counselor are a natural part of what you're doing. You enjoy, if you enjoy your job, let your campers know that, like mm-hmm. you enjoy being there. You want to be a part of this, but you know, openly talking about what your time off is going to be like, or openly, uh, you know, talking about the stresses of the job, or saying that, you know, a camper is a little bit more difficult than other campers, uh, or takes a little bit more of your attention. These things are things that you want to avoid, you are meant to be a mentor and a caregiver for the kids, but you're not meant to teach them that, or educate them that, this is a job and you are stressed out sometimes and you are killing yourself. Uh, You want to try to eliminate that because part of their experience is enjoying themselves. And if they feel like, if anyone feels like they're a hindrance on another human being, typically that might ruin their experience of what they're trying to have. So I do advise counselors to, you know, hide or make an illusion over the fact that they might not always be at a hundred percent all the time. You know, And it's a tough one to say because you want to give a balance of this is the real world. These are things that as you grow up, you experience, Mm -hmm. but also understanding that the experience that your campers are here for is not to know that you're stressed out, tired, overworked, underpaid, uh, that time off is the only God sent that they get every every week. Uh, So it is your job as a first class counselor sometimes to hide that a bit, but also kind of be honest about it. You know, you can-
1: Yeah, that it's such a tough balance too, right? Because like showing kids healthy boundaries and that like it's okay to to have a break from things. Because if a kid asks, if a kid asks you, like, man, I'm really tired, I really need a break. Can I not play? the wide game, you're not going to be like, no, because it, and we all need breaks sometimes from things. And I, I like what you said, Oliver, about being honest sometimes too. And being like, yeah, this is, this is a chance for me to recharge so that I can be super excited for the rest of the day, because I do this every day, all summer. And I love it. And it makes me a little bit tired sometimes. So I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back and be really excited about this. And I, and I think the point overall, I think sometimes when we, we try to like really hide it and when, and, and I really think we shouldn't lie to kids like saying like, Oh, I'm going to do my paperwork. Like, I do not know. That doesn't cut it for me because um, a, we're, we're lying to kids and um, B yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't love that because we want kids to feel like we want to hang out with them and want to play with them. Um, and being honest, I think is really important there.
0: Yeah. I think it, there's a balance there. You have to make sure there's a just cause for not having to bring it up all the time. Right. Don't, for an example, don't put your time off schedule in a posted area where everyone <laughs> walks by it every single day and then kids get to go, Oh, so-and-so is off on this day or so-and-so is off on that day yeah. and what happens is they start to see oh this is a job that my counselors or are, are doing all the time you need to make sure that you're giving them the idea that their counselor is just somewhere else for that time that they hmm. they might be off right if your yeah. if a kid's counselor is only off for you know the night from dinner till you know 11 o'clock campers might not really notice. They might think they're off doing something else. You know, if you're not bringing it up, they'll just kind of go about camp normally. Yeah. Uh, and if you're off for a day, maybe it's, you know, they are going to see their mom. I mean, that's not always a good thing to bring up, but maybe they're going to, you know, maybe they're going to see uh, a friend of theirs or maybe they are going to get some camp game ready. Um, yeah. Not specifically lying, but, you know, you don't have to always say, Oh, they're on time off. Is some yeah, way to
1: say it. and I. This is one of those times I think, as we as we often say, is like divert to what your camp get wants you to do in this case. And I because it, it, clearly we've talked about this for a couple of minutes now. It's a it's a deep conversation, um, and I don't necessarily think there's a right or a wrong answer. But above all of these things, follow your camp's policy to make sure you're being consistent with what other staff. Oliver, on that note, I have a question for you. Um, I saw that you are part of this new GoCamp Pro Five Minute Fridays program. Is that true? Uh, yeah, a little bit. What do you What do you th- You got your first videos like last week or two weeks ago. What do you think about it so far?
0: Um, well, I really enjoy getting them because as a camp pro, I'm looking for any quick, simple solution for me to learn more about camp. You know, I will put on our podcast and listen to my wonderful voice whenever I can. But when I get to hear from other camp professionals in a very quick, immediate way, I can write that idea down, keep it in my back pocket, and have it ready for when I get into leading something.
1: Yeah, we're like 45 minutes into this episode already, and we've covered a lot of tips, but I don't always have 45 minutes. Uh, so the 5-Minute Friday program from GoCamp Pro is that little short dose of inspiration to help you stay inspired through what is really a tough year. So if you want to find out more about 5-Minute Fridays, head to gocamppro gocamp.pro/5mF That's the number 5MF. And you can find out more about how to get your weekly emails, your weekly dose of inspiration straight to your inbox. Thank you for this ad time, Oliver. I appreciate it.
0: It's a great thing. All right. uh, But on our show, let's talk a little bit about how to make these magical moments happen in a really quick way uh, so that people can walk away here with not just the wonderful examples we gave before, but also, you know, how are they going to walk down the camp street tomorrow and say, all right, cool, I'm ready to do this.
1: All right, yeah, let's do it. I just have two quick tips here. I think it's a great way to end it up. Just the reality of Camp Magic. um, That... Sometimes you're going to need help. You can't plan all the things you want to do by yourself. So asking for help from program staff or section heads or directors, they can help you do some of the things, but they might also have ideas of ways to amp it up and make it ways you've never thought of. The second thing here is remembering that it's going to take more time than you think to make it happen. Decorations take longer to cut out. You might be distracted. Costumes will take longer to find. So Just make sure you budget a little extra time.
0: I think it's important. Talk to your co-counselor, make sure that you're checking in with them and saying maybe at the beginning of the week, Hey, what are we going to do to make this week special? What's our grand, uh, grand idea. Are we theming our cabin? Are we, what's our inner secret going to be? Cause you as a counselor can kind of dictate those things ahead of time. So when campers arrive, you know, that first night, you can tell the story of the buried treasure, or you can get them amped for something that might be coming later in that week. And then the next thing is, Find out what what your camp is equipped with. What can you use? You know, we talked earlier about uh, going to the, you know, the food, the food services manager and saying, Hey, can I borrow some forks to make some dingle hoppers to put in my cabin for my girls to comb their hair? And that's a great resource right there. But it's, you know, what's in your costume closet? What can your food service manager help you with? Like, can, can you ask them to make a treat for your cabin one night or have that such that stuff available to you can you ask maybe the property director or one of the maintenance staff members hey can you take a bunch of random spare parts you have glue it all together spray paint it gold and I can have an award to give to my campers at the end of the week uh, it could be an old broom and you're giving them the golden broomstick for keeping the cabin clean and you know for you who might not be tool savvy that might take a little bit of time but for a property manager who has all the stuff there it might take them 10 minutes to put that together, spray paint it and have it ready for you. Uh, right. And they get to get rid of some of the trash bits that they have laying around in their uh, in their property closet or uh, garage that they need to kind of clear out a bit. And they like being a part of that program. So mm-hmm. find out the resources that you have, how to use them a little bit. And those questions can usually be asked during staff training.
1: That's great. And I, I think asking for permission, again, just a reminder of those things and remembering that sometimes the answer is going to be no to use those things, right? Camps have budgets. They have reasons why they might not be able to. So don't think that it's just because someone doesn't want to. It could be because that the kitchen has a tight budget this year and can't afford to lose any more forks. Um, and that's just, some, that's just a reality. And remember that as a first-class counselor, you can be creative with a bunch of sticks. I bet you, you can make dingle hoppers out of some sticks if that's what you need. to do
0: yeah it's yeah that's that time part as well it's making sure that other people on camp are just as busy as you they might not always be in direct camp care of campers but they have responsibilities that they got to handle as well so know you're asking a favor and be appreciative of it if you are asking someone to go out of their way for your cabin uh but also be creative yourself and you can do some amazing stuff with your own hands all right matt We're going to start something this year. We did it in our last episode. We're keeping it going for this one, but we want to make sure that people are walking away with some type of a trick or a tip or a game or a song that they can use after the episode, right? They can walk away and they can start singing a song or playing a game. That's a lot of fun. So we're going to be introducing, or we have introduced our Eggle time, which is our ever-growing, ever-learning segment. So Matt... Do you want to kick us off with our eggle for this episode?
1: Yes, totally. Uh, you might have heard me in past episodes saying that I love music and things. Uh, so, this is my quick one for you. It's a four part rap song. So, it's a rap in four parts, and you can do it in a round as well. So, Oliver, I'm going to, we're going to live. Do you want to try this one with me? Oh, okay, so it's simple. Go well. Just repeat after me. Did you pack? Did you pack? Did you pack the ticky tack?
0: Did you pack? Did you pack? Did you pack the ticky tack?
1: Great. That's part one. Part two is the ticky, the ticky, pack, pack, the ticky.
0: The ticky, the ticky, pack, pack, the ticky.
1: Did you pack the ticky tack?
0: Did you pack the ticky tack?
1: Good. And then what happens is you get the whole dining hall doing it or the whole campfire circle, and you do it in four parts. So it's did you pack, did you pack, did you pack the ticky tack, did you pack, did you pack, right? And it goes in four parts, and then it creates this really cool rapping kind of thing. Um, and that is my eggle for this week tiki tack.
0: All right. I love round songs. They're always fanta- fantastic because it just sounds cool as it moves across the, you know, The dining hall or the stadium or the arena or whatever you're in it's always amazing yeah all right uh matt we're gonna play a quick game and it's probably a game that people have played or seen before it's called the questions game it's very simple we are going to trade questions back and forth and the first person that says something that is not a question will lose today Uh, a great way to play this game is maybe you're walking down the trail and you can get all your campers to stand in the line the first person in the line and the second person in the line play the question game as they walk. And if the person who wins either gets to stay in the front line or goes to the back of the line, if they lose, nice. So it's a nice way to keep your campers a little bit organized, play a game as you're walking. Uh, you can also just play it without the line and just enjoy playing the game against two people. You can do it up on stage. You can do it just for fun. It, it's a universal game. Uh, so Matt, because you are the, uh, new person to this game, although I'm sure you've probably played before. I'm going to let you lead off, and you can ask the first question. Okay,
1: are you ready to play?
0: Would you like to play with me?
1: Well, I'm here, aren't I?
0: Didn't you show up?
1: Okay, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm messing with the improv master here, right? Like. (laughs)
0: it is an improv game it is so it does come from that world but yeah yeah, no it's phenomenal it's a great game and you'll see once your campers get really good at it you can get maybe 20 30 questions in a row of them just going back and forth really really quickly totally Uh, but uh, that's my eggle for the day that's our eggles that we've shared and for now let's close out the show thanks for sticking with us everybody
1: all right, perfect. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, all, as always, make sure you are uh, reaching out if you have any questions. If you want to get a hold of me, my email is matt at gocamp.pro or you can find me at iscus, I-S-C-U-S on Instagram. Oliver, how about you?
0: All right, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm using the email oliver.gregan.scd at gmail.com. So the SCD is for Summer Camp Director. So you can get a hold of me on that email. That's awesome. So if you enjoyed today's show, we would be so grateful if you left us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Your ratings and reviews not only help tell us what you'd like to hear about or what you didn't like about the show, but it helps boost our rankings and helps more people discover.
1: Yeah, the best thing you can do is send this show to somebody who might not listen. If you want to share some camp magic tips with them, that'll be the best way to help us out. And if you want to find our show notes, please do so at camphacker.tv/fcc or gocamp.pro/fcc, and you'll find all of our notes and more links to other podcasts that GoCamp Pro is doing out there.
0: Thanks for listening, friends, and remember, camp is camp, and camp's all good. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for listening, friends.
1: Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.